So I'm a little nervous, I hope you don't mind, because I have never spoken this elevated in the air before. But it's kind of cool because I'm, I'm not a man of high stature. Uh, so, you know, I appear larger than, objects appear closer than, or however that goes. <laughs> but uh, um, it's good to be here and in this sanctuary. And uh, before I get started, I just wanted to say that we don't plant or launch this church on just new ground, right? It's ground that has been, uh, there's, been there's been a church here, uh, it's a set, well, 70 years of ministry and powerful ministry. And, you know, churches have their cycles, they go up and down, around, um, and we are new in this place, but we're not doing something new in this community or in this neighborhood because God has been in here amen, and he's amen. been at work. And we are uh, we are a new laborer in the vineyard, uh, planting and tilling and sowing. And, and that's a privilege and that's a gift. And we, we just want to thank uh, the church and the people, the faithful people that have been here for many years. But in God's economy, a denarius goes a long way. In God's economy, a denarius goes a long way. We focus on our work. In the world's economy, we oftentimes focus on our work, right? And what we've done with our hands, rather than the amazing grace that we've received from the generous king, amen? And this is what Jesus is talking about. What Jesus is talking about is, in my Father's kingdom, in God's kingdom, there's a different way. There's a different economy. And that's why Jesus told parables, right? When Jesus spoke, it was more than just propositional truth, right? It was more than just X equals Y, right? When Jesus spoke, he often spoke in parables. And when he spoke in parables, it wasn't the kingdom of God is like a landlord, a rich vineyard owner. It's the kingdom of God is like da 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 the whole story. And why do we tell stories? Why do we like stories and listen to stories? Stories convey character. Stories convey relationships. Stories convey culture, an ethos, a way of living, a whole world. Stories can convey a whole world. That's why we love to read books. That's why we go to the movies. We enter into a new world and we're captivated. Good storytellers captivate us and bring us in to that place. And Jesus, more than just talking about facts and truths and statements, propositional truths, is talking about a way of living. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is a way of living, an ethos, a culture within this world. And it's different. And it's different. And so when we look at the story, we want to pay attention to what the kingdom of heaven is like. How ought we to live? And what are the implications? What is Jesus saying about kingdom of, the kingdom of heaven? But I have a little story uh, before I get more into the passage. Um, when I... Uh, graduated from undergrad, um, 
actually a year after I graduated, I was in Tacoma volunteering uh, with a campus ministry. And I needed a part-time job. And uh, I looked around, I set up my resumes out, you know, and I was either way too overqualified or not qualified enough because I didn't have any experience or I had a, you know, BA degree in English. What are you going to do with that? And uh, I finally just said, I need money. And so you, you guys know labor works, right? Labor works is temporary uh, manual labor. So I go, went in there and applied. And what you do, the way that it works there, at least when I was there, um, is everyone shows up and you have to show up at 4 a.m. in the morning. Right? You have to be there early uh, to be in the queue to be sent on a job. And so I would wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning and everyone was showing up at 4 in the morning and you would just wait. And actually, the first jobs were called out like at 8 or 8.30. So you're there for four hours for no reason, I felt like. Um, but along the way, what I discovered was you get extra consideration if, one, you have a vehicle. If you have a car, because you can drive yourself, you can drive others to the work site. And you get the best, you know, you get the best jobs with the best pay if you have a vehicle. Or if you, you know, like in my case, I was educated, I was articulate, I knew what I was doing. And I soon began to realize that I didn't have to show up at 4 a.m. I could show up at 8 or 8.30 and I would get sent out. While the other people who have been there for a long time were still waiting at 4 a.m. trying to get that job, trying to wait four hours to get that job. And I started to realize, I started to feel bad because what I realized was, you know what? I'm getting these jobs and I don't have to wait many, many hours because of my privilege, right? My privilege as someone who's educated, my privilege of someone who owns a vehicle, that that was getting me to the front of the line. And I can imagine the people who are actually supporting families and supporting children and needing these jobs, seeing this young, you know, college graduate. Who is this punk kid, right? Just coming and taking these jobs and coming in and not even having to come in early in the morning. And I felt bad. I felt bad. And this reminds me of Jesus' story because all of us can resonate with it in some way. Because in the world's economy, you get what you work for, right? You're paid your wages, you're paid your due. And in Jesus' story, there's one group of workers who the, who the vineyard owner calls to go work in his fields. And he, they make a deal. This is how much you're going to work. Go and work for the day, and I'll give you a denarius, which in those times was a day's wages, common for a common laborer. And so they go and work. And then later on in the day, there's another group. He goes into the town, there's another group. And he says, hey, come work in my fields, and I'll give you a denarius for your job. And that's after half the day is already gone. And we can imagine at the end of the day, when it's pay time, pay up time, that the laborers who were there from the very beginning are like, yes, we're going to get our denarius. Those people over there, they work half the time, they're going to get half a denarius, right? You do the math. That's fair, but the owner pays the, the, 
the people who came later first, and he gives them a denarius. And if you're me, if like me, I'm in that first group, I'm like, oh, maybe he changed his mind. Maybe I'm going to get double a denarius. I'm going to get two denarius. But lo and behold, the owner gives them one denarius. They get paid the same. And any of us in our right mind would be like, what? That's not fair. That's not fair. They worked half the time and they're getting paid the same amount as me. That is not fair. And the landowner says, Why are you why are you complaining? Why are you griping? Right? Isn't it my prerogative? Isn't my right to be generous? If I want to be generous to this person and generous to you, like who are you to tell me that I can't be generous with my money? Right? And so Jesus, what Jesus is getting at is this different type of economy. And it's the economy of the owner, the landowner's grace and willingness to give. The problem is we focus on our work, right? What we've done. Even in the church, we come here to church. You know, I grew up a pastor's kid going to church, right? And a lot of us who've been maybe going to church our whole lives are serving in the church, doing volunteer work, you know, going on missions, supporting missionaries. We could be like, yeah, I've worked for God, right? I've paid my what? I've paid my dues. I've got like, when I go to heaven, there's going to be my name. You know, I've invested in a mortgage in heaven, right? My own house up there. Because I've worked for it, right? It's my down payment in heaven. And that's off, right? That's off because what we're focusing on is our own hands, what we've done. And the reason that we get bitter and cynical in our lives is because we feel like we've worked and we don't get credit for it, right? Think about the times that you're resentful, critical, and bitter. It's because you're not being recognized for what you've done, right? Am I wrong? In your workplace. Man, my boss never pays attention to me. That person always gets employee of the month. I've never gotten employee of the month. I've worked here for 20 years, and I've never, ever gotten employee of the month. And I, I do all the work here, right? When the boss is gone, they're, on, they're clicking and watching. They're surfing the net and Facebook, whatever, Instagram. And I'm doing all the work. I'm cleaning. And I'm, then they get employee of the month. That's not fair. That's not fair. And that's how the world works. One can say that we spend a lot of emotional energy worrying about what's fair or not. And how we've been shorted and shortchanged. And you see, in God's economy, that's not how it goes. Because God is a God of abundant grace and mercy. Amen? And if he wants to give, he's not going to give halfway. 
right? He's going to give fully. Remember the woman, the Canaanite woman that Jesus runs into. What does she say? She says, even the crumbs from the children's table is enough for me. And Jesus says, wow, I'm, I haven't seen faith like this. Your daughter is healed. Because her point is, it doesn't matter that you're saying I'm not Jewish. It doesn't matter that people say you're getting the second. I know that even your crumbs are infinite, right? Infinite in their goodness and their abundance. And that's what Jesus is talking about. The landowner, the kingdom of heaven, the king is infinite in his grace. He doesn't give a bad gift, right? And so why do we complain if other people get good things and are blessed? It's because a little part of us haven't allowed ourselves to receive God's love. we still feel like we're, we're earning it. We have to earn it. Right? And so when we don't, when we see other people being blessed, we get bitter. Are you with me, church? Amen. Jesus tells this parable to let it be known that the kingdom of the economy is different. It's a little backwards. It's a little upside down. Right? What counts in the kingdom of heaven, what Jesus is saying, is the generosity of the king. Why are we envious? Because the owner is generous. Should we receive more grace or better grace? Because we may have been Christians longer. And we've been really good people without having any major marks on our record, on our resume. If you remember in Luke 15, the parable of the lost son, the prodigal son, which is my favorite life passage, uh, the older son, if you remember, the younger son comes, they throw a celebration. The older son can't go into the celebration. He's, he's feeling kind of bitter, right? And understandably so. And what he says, the father comes out and says, what are you doing out here? Your, your younger brother was lost and now he's found and we're celebrating. Come party with us. And the older brother, what does he say? I've been here with you this whole time. I've been working and working for you. I've been loyal <laughs> to you. And this little punk brother of mine goes off, squanders all his wealth, right? He took his inheritance. And now he comes back and you kill the fatted calf and you throw a celebration? You never threw a party for me. And we can understand this. God, you never give me a party. Just throw me a break. What? Right. And we can even feel this in the church community. Right? We've been here so long and a new person comes. And then you want to get baptized and become a Christian. And we're like, everyone's like, woo! Something's happening in our church. Jesus is moving because this person that wants to become a Christian is getting baptized. And all these people are coming and coming. And the, old, and the people who have been there for a long time are like, hey, what about us? 
We've been here. Right? And the pastor's like, woo! Things are really moving over here. I love the church. Right? Come on to leadership. Yeah, you got a lot of good ideas. Even though you've only been here one week. Yes, come, come. Uh, let, let the other people speak for right now, okay? What? What we forget is that this is the wrong map in God's economy, in the kingdom economy. One denarius is actually infinitely abundant, infinitely good. The denarius is much more than we deserve and more than we could ever make on our own. There's nothing we did to earn it. Even the crumbs that fall from the children's table is good as the greatest of feasts in God's kingdom. And if we truly received every measure of God's grace and generosity, then there wouldn't be room in our hearts to be vindictive or bitter because it would be, our hearts would be full of grace and we would be sharing that grace and overflowing with love and forgiveness and that same mercy as we ourselves experienced God's goodness and that's who God is the key to kingdom life is being ever so grateful for what God is doing in us to receive to receive to receive stop working for God stop working for God And that's why Jesus says, in the kingdom of heaven, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Right? It's all about our heart posture. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your word and thank you for who you are. Uh, thank you, Jesus, that you spoke in parables. And the more that we read it, the more that we study it, um, those parables unfold into more and more truth. And we are able to step into the story with our own lives and receive from you, the great teacher, uh, what it means to be people of faith, what it means to be your disciples, what it means to be a king, uh, community uh, that is uh, called after you. Make us individuals and make us a church that are wanting to live um, more into the kingdom of heaven, what it's like, what you are calling us to be as individuals and as a people. And um, thank you for this church. And unless you build it, um, we are working in vain. Will you build this church and let us go for the ride and sing our praises for what you will do in your name. Amen. So there uh, should be a note cards in your pews, unless you went, if you sat too far, I ran out of note cards. So <laughs> the note cards up here. Um, but 
I want you to just ask this question. The question is, write on the note cards, where is a place in your life where you regularly find yourself bitter and resentful? And then as you think a little longer, what is the core? What is at the core of this? And this is just, this is just for your own reflection. Um, but if you, if you want, if you want prayer for it, you can make it anonymous, leave your name off it. Um, you can put it in, we have the offering um, containers, boxes, there you go. You can slip it in. And also uh, in the, in the uh, lobby, there's also a black box you can put in. Um, there's also connection cards in front of the, the pews, or the hymn, hymnals and the pew Bibles. Uh, if, you're, if you're new and you want us to contact you, you can write your email and your contact information. But please reflect and use this time to um, write those things. And I'll, I'll, I'll just repeat it. Where is a place in your life where you regularly find yourself bitter and resentful? And then what is at the core of it? 